Hello and welcome to another episode of Meta Sidekicks. My name's Liv, this is M. M say hi. And we are your sidekicks to all things metaphysical, paranormal, and in between because as psychic mediums and twin flames, we say so. If you don't like it, that's okay. You don't have to. We're just here for the comedic relief of the metaphysical things within this realm and the next. Did you know that dandelions are called dandelions because their leaves look like lion teeth? Oh, I thought it was because the 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 little yellow part looked like the dandelion mane. Did you also know that dandelions represent the three celestial bodies? Which is? The flower is the sun, the big puffball is the moon, and the little seed things are the stars. You're welcome. That's cute. Where are you getting this information from? I'm autistic. Got it. The autistic whatever library in my head. TikTok. What is it that you told me when we were on our way home from Ostrich's the last- Ostrich's eyes are bigger than their brain. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. today we're doing another episode of Listener Stories. If you're new to this podcast, the listeners of uh, the podcast submit their stories and we tell you them, but- Unlike other paranormal or true crime podcasts, we also tell you what's going on in your story. The uh, metaphysical perspective or third eye, if you will. You know what I'm saying? What? Oh, God. <laughs> Emma and I have ADHD, so this is going to be a good ride for all of the people that are also neurodivergent. But if you're neurotypical, I hope you like this. We'll see how it goes. my next fun fact. Oh. For next podcast. I don't have any on tap. You're not a part of the autistic metaphysical library. I know that the autistic section of the Akashic Records. Strawberries are really high in folate, which is good for you if you're pregnant. So I eat a lot of strawberries. Apparently I had a past life where I was a space pirate and I stole things from the Akashic Records. Speaking of past lives, you want to start with the first one? Sure. This one's called Past Lives V1 plus V2. By Allie B. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. So, one of my first experiences with past lives was in a dream that I had. I began where... I was in the long hallway in multiple rooms on either side. The first room I was in, I was a young seven or eight years old African-American slave. And my brother from my current life was my twin brother during this time. We were combing the beard. Yeah, you read that correctly. (laughs) We were combing the beard and hair of his old white man. Interesting, interesting thing to be doing. And I remember the room having red and white thick stripes painted on the walls with a dark wood trim. Afterwards, we left the room and got chased into the next room by some big scary shadow thing. In this next room, I was a girl and my brother was a boy and was my brother again in this time. We were close in age. We lived in an apartment in New York, but it was a cheap apartment and it was cold nighttime and I knew it was around Christmas time. We were sitting at the fireplace in PJs, both of us, 10 to 12 years old. And my mom from my current life was my mom in that lifetime as well. We were super poor in this life. All my mom could afford to get us for Christmas was two blankets and some socks, which is interesting because my family on my mom's side always gives socks for Christmas since it was all they could afford as kids. And it's become tradition to gift each other socks. 
When my brother and I left that room, we again got chased into another hallway, but my brother was able to escape out to a side door, but it wasn't. So I got chased into the room at the end of the hallway, and there I was sitting in a dark closet at night wearing a fake black leather jacket. I remember feeling scared and hoping no one would catch me in there. However, some girl in a light purple nightgown opened her closet to see me. When she did, she screamed and I woke up from the dream. Fast forward, these past lives were then told to me from a psychic medium during a reading. Backstory. I've always been interested in Egyptian history and such. This medium also told me that I, I've had past lives as a slave that helped build the pyramids, and I had a hard working life in that time. She also told me that I had a, a life somewhere around present-day Norway, which is interesting because in this life, I have family from Sweden and that in my past life from Norway my mom aka my mother from my current life passed away when I was young so my grandma also my grandmother from the current life was basically my mom in that life which makes sense because I have a very close bond and connection with my grandma in my current life lastly another past life I was told I have was one where me and my ex came down to earth as it was being created and helped to create the energy field surrounding it. The psychic medium said this was the weirdest yet most interesting past life she had ever read because she had never really seen anything like that before. I love past life stuff. It's all super interesting to me. Wow. You're what like, do you see? Am I reading this right? Yes, yes you are. <laughs> well, it's just an interesting thing to be doing. Some rich white man's like come come comb my beard. Yeah. Like a what man would ever comb their beard? And B, fucking shave it off. <laughs> I don't know. It's old white dude thing. Oh, did you see the post that I put for po- the podcast a couple days ago on Instagram? Yeah. Makes me really happy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something to do with past lives or just listener stories? I don't think it has to do with past lives or listener stories. It's just that we asked people to leave a review on the podcast and we got our first one-star review ever. And the oh, person that's what said, you're talking about. Because I think the racism. first one was a life, love, listener story thing. Was it? That's really I mean, funny to me. That. I don't remember. Oh, 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 oh. You're talking about the review. Ah, the, I understand why you're confused. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. I posted a thing because I was looking for dad jokes to put on our podcast today. And somebody gave us our first one star review. And it mm. says supports racism as the title. And then the person put this show hates white people. Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you didn't see that. (laughs) I didn't read it. (laughs) In case you want to know, Em and I are both white. We identify as Caucasian and we live on a planet in which licking doorknobs is illegal. But I feel like as a one star review that says that and then the body of the paragraph says show hates white people. That is the biggest compliment I could probably ever get as a one star review because we are white and anything that we say about people culturally where like what i thought about this what was it it was any sort of we don't have say in other people's cultures well no but like what is it it was um i don't know i can't remember that there's a title of a book um hang on i have to look up what it is any possibly perceived discrimination or disparities against white people that has been perceived in our podcast is probably because we were talking about the historical facts and accuracy of the things that white people have done this person just didn't like it which i think is interesting they're like you can't tell me history that makes me feel bad about myself dude we are white chicks like literally so we also feel bad about it it's not supporting racism it's just talking about the shit that people are uncomfortable to say about themselves because maybe it's not like the coolest thing to be associated with but that's why you feel that way anyways weird weird i just thought that was hilarious so anyways what do i think about this listener story yeah um do you see their past lives yeah i feel like they did see their past lives and that was kind of cool well, no do you see their past lives yeah okay we'll talk to one of them oh you want me to talk directly to one of their past lives yes oh when we when I, well when i read this to prove it as a listener story um mm-hmm. i They said that in the story, there's like this weird, scary, dark shadow thing that like pushes them from one place to the next. That I feel like is one of their like pieces of their higher selves and or conglomeration of those past lives into like one being that was showing them those specific things. 
And that's how I was able to understand that, yes, this person is seeing their past lives and it's not just like some weird dream. Because sometimes dreams are just weird dreams. Well, past life flashbacks are very different than dreaming. Really? You've never had one before? Well, yeah. But they had these in a dream. Uh Uh-huh. Which I've never dreamed about your past lives before. It's like a visceral experience. When you wake up, you don't feel like a person anymore. Really? If I have experienced a past life in a dream, I don't remember it. Literally, I have this new spirit guide, and the second I saw his face, I'm like, oh, no. I started getting flashbacks of our life together and a past life because we had a past life together where we were, like, in a relationship. Interesting. And it was, like, it's visceral every time I have past life uh, visions of things because before I only had past life visions of the life I lived when I was in the 50s where it was really traumatic and I had men, like, putting me in a room kidnapped me uh-huh. but now because i'm seeing the spirit guide it like jogs my memory of being a soul with him huh when do it's you think you had a, a past visceral life experience um i'm thinking the 1920s or the 1930s based on what our clothes look like because i have this dress that like reveals my ankle if you will <laughs> so interesting huh is this did you die when you were like 23 I don't know. I don't see me dying. Interesting. I just see why I had a life with him and why he's my spirit guide now. Uh, I'm just thinking about because you had a life in the 1950s, but if you had a life, is this oh, the same no. life as the no. one in the night? Okay. No. Well, that's why I'm asking. I'm like, did you die when you were 23 to like no. reincarnate or something? No. Interesting. Like I could be wrong about the time because literally I'm doing it by my what I'm wearing. Yeah, and you're really bad at that. <laughs> not not like in a mean way, but every time we talk about things, you're yep. like, this child is like this tall. There may be like Dude, four or five. Go, and I'm like, go look at my niece. I know she's huge. She's three. <laughs> and she looks like she's six, which is why you're always like, oh, they're like this. And I'm like, no, they're like six. You're like, no, no, no. Yeah. I, it's okay it's it's funny to me i appreciate it yeah do you see those those girls past lives does she oh um yeah because the spirit guy dude was like i saw those things um the one in the new york it's weird because they it's more like your higher self talks to me about them individually because mm, it's like there's like a girl here that looks like she's 13 she has dark skin really curly dark hair and she kind of looks like um, like Jasmine from Aladdin, mm. but her clothes are different. She kind of looks like a combination of Jasmine and that, I don't remember what that other movie is because I'm not a child anymore, so I don't watch children movies as much. Oh, I do. <laughs> um, That one that has all of the like sisters that have different abilities. It's like, I think like a Spanish thing, Span- like Spain culture inspiration the cheetah girls no <laughs> no no cheetah girls went to spain one time so i don't remember well, like the actual culture of the movie oh i have no idea is based in like, i think like mexico possibly or spain or something but each one of the children it's something with an m i don't know do you see her past lives <laughs> yeah i do okay describe them to me i feel like they were both boys when they were african-american slaves mm-hmm. me too she was the older one or they were the older one and their brother was the younger one. I feel like they lived to be an adult during that whole life because both of them tell me that. I don't think they ever got out of slavery. They were born in it during like... Encantico. Encantico. Oh, I have not seen that movie. <laughs> yeah, she looks like a combination of this girl. Encanto. Encanto. That's what people say. Yeah, Interesting. She looks like the main character. Got it, got it, got it. But her hair is longer mm-hmm. and she looks more of like Indian since then. That's cool. So I feel like your African-American past lives as slaves, you probably were adults like 20s, late mid to late 20s when the first like when the Civil War happened or started to happen. So it might have been hard. I mean, obviously it was hard, but at a very like pivotal point of things. But they never got separated, right? I want to say no, because they told people that they weren't brothers. Mm. Because they're like, because I was like, usually they separate like siblings yeah he said but if you don't act like your siblings and you don't draw attention to yourselves or you are worth a crap then you won't get sold off yeah so and when i say worth a crap they all are but i mean like with their abilities to do things if you 
do it right, you won't get sold off. Mm-hmm. There's there's like a politics and political things around it that they knew how to play the game. Got you. So the story in New York was interesting too. I think that's when your past lives with your family really started to like, as you put it, transcend for different generations, which is cool because that's like a really good representation of like a soul family. What is their primitive soul like? Because I... I've been learning about primitive souls and basically what it's like is it's the universe experiencing like itself. So like for us, I feel like you were a spirit, like you give life to things and I am the coding. So I create the rules surrounding it. Yeah. You were green, right? You're mm-hmm. talking about your primitive little green ball. Yeah, green ball, you purple ball. I feel like theirs was a blue ball. <laughs> yeah but in regards to what oh i think the medium that they talked to was correct and i think it's funny or interesting i shouldn't say funny that they were like this is the weirdest thing i've ever seen for a past life because i'm like em you were a green ball and i thought it was weird too but now i've seen that in other people as well so it's not as like weird per se but i think yours was blue and blue deals with understanding so if you were understanding like gravity and the things around physicality then that would be interesting makes sense They make me feel like they have understanding with a family. Probably. Makes sense. Because I don't feel like other people have such close ties to the family members throughout different lives. Oh, that's really funny because I'm thinking about gravity and like the place around things and like a space science thing. And you're talking about the gravitational pull between souls, which is family. So it's not just... That's why you've had lives where there wasn't anything else except for your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's your primitive soul pull, which is cool as shit. Yeah. It allows you to understand things because of where you come from as a primitive soul. Well, and that would explain a lot about if you think my or perceive my primitive soul as being something that gives life to things and yours is the coding of those things. That would explain a lot about our relationship exactly. and how we live our lives. Literally everything. Literally everything. It's because I've been talking to um, Randy and Riker about things, mm. which they, they're they creating a podcast and a YouTube channel. So if you guys are interested, they're called Claire Voyagers. But literally, it's they are the fire in the smoke and you told me I'm the coding of fire. Yeah. And you are the thing that gives it life. Gross. Which is why you also have a lot of rules for your mediumship. It's because I give you the rules. Gross. Because life has a lot of rules that it has to follow. That's true. Weird, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It fucked me up when we did that one past life reading. Because if you guys are interested, we do past life readings for Patreon only. It's exclusive reading. And literally, we told this person that they were language. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. And I did not think that was going to happen. Yeah, and again, (laughs) just how I got it very, like, literally, Em was explaining it in this most, like, romanticized, beautiful thing I've ever heard. Literally, because I was talking about it with my patrons, too, because people were like, what's the difference between you and Liv doing readings? And I was like, you should probably get a a reading with Liv because that's the way you think. Because literally, the way that I read is, if there's a rock, and I'm telling you about the rock, I will tell you everything except for the fact that it is a rock. Yeah. I'll be like, it's rough, it's round, it's on the ground, it's heavy. And you would be like, okay, 20 questions. Yeah. The but way Liv will just be like, it's a rock and that's all she'll tell you. That makes so much sense. Because yeah. the way I perceive things or like the way we do things and perceive things is M, to put it in a more layman's term or like relatable way, is you're the engineer of things. Yeah. People cannot talk to engineers because when you ask them a question, they give you everything besides the answer. You're one of those people that are too smart to teach people things. Or it's a lot harder for you to teach people things because the language well, in which I can't you explain give it. You the answer. I can give you the way for you to find the answer. So it's not that I'm bad at teaching things. It's that I'm not going to give you the answer. You're going to have to figure it out. Yeah. And that's like yeah. what engineers do. Mm-hmm. I'm the technical liaison. I take the the technical things and go, all of the things I'm told you means Iraq. And then people are like, oh, I got it. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I've been literally, my head has been spinning for the last three weeks after they told me, did you know that a primitive soul makes you experience yourself as the universe? And I was like, no. Mostly is caused by the Sebastian Spirit guy that's telling me about my past lives and everything. That's a cool trick. It's a lot. (laughs) 
You're welcome. Thanks for sharing. That makes a lot of sense, especially the things that I'm going through now. Yeah, I hope I can give you your existential crisis for the week. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Existential crisis, please. Can't say that. I could say it in my head. I can't make it come out of my mouth. That's okay. <laughs> so yeah, I see this person's past lives, and I feel like the weird dark mass thing that was a little scary that was shushing you through each portion of your dream was a part or conglomeration of each of those past lives from a, a part of your higher self that was like, this is important to you because your primitive self deals with bonds. So you have to understand these bonds. Not something that was given to you for this life to understand, which yep. is frizzuck and cool. I also feel like this Indian girl, like this girl from India, mm-hmm. um, I feel like you, your mom died. And you took care of the kids. Mm-hmm. You became the mom. Because I see you holding a baby and you're in this like, um, I don't know, this room. But there's not anything in the room. You just have a baby. There's like a blanket thing on the ground. And then there's like a little boy that's older. And the baby, I think, is a girl. But you're taking care of them. But they're not your children. They're your siblings. I don't know. Oh, no, I agree. I'm asking her how she did that if there was a caste system and the time and place in which she was alive. And she said that she was able to survive because she got help from the upper caste system because she might have been, she was like really, really pretty. So she got help from people. Mm, That's why she's telling me she looks like Jasmine. Mm. Because I'm like, you're definitely, you're in poverty. I can tell by your clothing, but you're telling me you're like kind of like royalty, which is interesting. Yeah, almost like a secret, though, because I'm yeah. like, can you that's- explain more? And she keeps shushing me. I'm like, OK, I'm not going to ask more. That's fine. <laughs> well, because that's how Jasmine was, too. She would go out into like the normal world, but she would dress up like she was one of them. Mm, yeah. Which is why everything was a secret. <laughs> Got it. Mm-hmm. But thanks for sharing your story, Allie. B, we appreciate it. And we hope you liked our dissertation on it. If not, don't tell us because we'll cry. All right, so next story is called The Goat Girls slash Evil Fairies, and it's by Selena S. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Selena S. says, hey, I'm from Germany, so my English isn't that good. It's all right. I appreciate your dinglish. (laughs) Because I've been told by my German friends that that's what it's called. But we respect the Deutsch. So Selena says, this story happened a long time ago, maybe 30 to 40 years, to one of my relatives specifically. One night, my relative was walking home alone after a party in a small village in Croatia. There was a small way through the forest, which was really dark because there was no light. While he was walking the path, he heard noises, music, and singing in the middle of nowhere. So he really was curious where it was coming from. Then he saw girls dancing in a circle and singing, but they were half human and half goat. This is what he said. They were also really pretty and their hair was in long braids. They said to him that he should dance with them because he was in a good mood, caused by the alcohol, of course. (laughs) He said yes and agreed to dance with the girls, but while he was dancing, his hair began growing rapidly, so he got scared and ran away. If you just started dancing and your hair got really long, what would you do, Em? Keep dancing. (laughs) See if they could add flowers to it. Well, I want my hair to grow longer. Yeah, I would want my hair to grow longer and have pretty fairy goat ladies put flowers in it. Yeah. Okay, so at least we're on the same page. <laughs> then he saw the girls dancing and singing, but they were half human and half goat. He began dancing and got scared because his hair started growing really long, so he ran away. Obviously, when he got home, no one believed him, but my mother told me another story which happened 10 to 15 years after the incident with the goat girls. 
She said that my family had horses and every night they were in the barn. One morning she went to the horses to feed them and went to the barn, but they weren't there. They were out in the field, but each of the horses had beautiful braids in their hair. But the curious thing was that it wasn't normally braided as usual. There was a braid in a way for each horse that she had never seen before. So she ran and told my grandparents. They said that the fairies known as the goat girls go for a ride at night, but in our village, they aren't known to be good fairies. P.S. I love you and your videos. Selena S. So who saw them first? Her uncle saw them first when he was drunk on his way home okay. from Croatia. In I the was going to ask if he was like intoxicated because I didn't really listen at the beginning because I was like, I'm going to find my next one. Uh, um, the Because uh, I'm like, usually adults don't see the fae and the little fae girls are like, it's because he was intoxicated. So he, <laughs> he was in the right mindset to see us because you're definitely seeing little fae beings. Yeah, I see them too. Is talking to Faze. Just I'm just narrating. She's listening. Yeah. Um, I don't I feel like they have something to do with witchcraft, which is not normally what I get from Faye beings. Interesting, interesting. Like they help witchcraft, which is why people perceive them as like evil. <laughs> oh, are they the things that move they're okay. They say that they're Faye beings and Faye mm-hmm. deal with the space and particles in between matter itself so if they're half human half goats they might exist in between the human and animal realm so maybe they're the ones that finagle the energy i.e magic of people's witchcraft in those types of ways yeah like a familiar yeah that's fucking cool as shit my guy that's what i'm saying like (laughs) it's weird that's why people think that they're evil because they deal with witchcraft yeah because i didn't get witchcraft isn't evil any sort of like weird vibes from them I besides the like well yeah exactly and if they you, have a very specific feeling they're very like tinkery like if you can imagine pixie dust that's what it's like <laughs> yeah and we have a podcast on Faye where we talk more about why we think people perceive them as evil one of the reasons like em says witchcraft other thing is like the reason people think they're mischievous or like underhanded is just because their culture is different than ours the way they perceive the world so these little fae girls are like we would like it that way because there are fae beings that use that uncomfortable feeling to make people walk the other way so that they can protect nature makes a lot of sense that's why they would like people to think fae traps are a thing and that (laughs) fae can bring you over to the dark side and like make you be in a coma for the rest of your life that's funny. If you sign a contract with them, they're like, we would like people to be afraid of us because we have a job to do. That's cute. So did they also braid the horses' manes? I don't know what you just asked me because they were telling me that they're like um, the Powerpuff Girls because there's one talking to me and there's two behind her. Mm-hmm. And she's the Blossom one. <laughs> okay. The one that's in charge. What did you ask? Uh, did they braid the no. horses' manes? No. Who braided the horses' manes then? Is there a little girl? Who's dead or alive? I think she's alive. I think she was hiding in the barn. She could see them. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this is real. <laughs> I don't think the Fae did it. <laughs> Interesting. Did they see her? Did they see the Fae doing it? No. The girl went out to go feed her family's horses. And instead of being in the barn, they were in the pasture with their manes braided in a way that their manes were never braided before. So she went to her parents and like, the horses weren't in the barn, and they were outside, and their manes were braided, but they didn't run away. Why, do you know why this is happening? And they're like, the fairies did it because they like to take the horses out for rides in the evenings, and when they do, they braid their manes. Yeah, these fae beings tell me it's like Heartland, where they, like an orphan girl, like found home in their barn because she ran away from her foster family. Oh, that's cute, and played with the ponies. Yeah, so I don't know if that's the exact case, but that's why I'm telling you I feel like it's a little girl that was just hiding in their barn. Interesting. Or hiding in the pasture or something. Either way. But I don't think I love way. this story. It's so cute. I want fairies or a little girl to ba- braid my pony's mane. I'm sure he would love it. I'll do it. <laughs> you can. I have pictures of you doing it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Selena S. Em, it's your turn. Tag your it. Okay. So, the one that I'm choosing is My Childhood Fight with Doors by BBE. Are you choosing this because it's relatable? I don't know. I haven't read it. I mean, I fight with doors a lot. I mean, 
if I could lick the doorknobs, maybe I'd be able to open them. But we live on a planet in which doorknob licking is illegal, so... I have a lot of incidents with the paranormal, but nothing quite as long and drawn out as my five-year struggle with the doors in my childhood home. We moved when I was young to, sorry, I don't know how to say this, Soy City, Iowa. Sioux City. Thanks. A place I can only describe as casually paranormal. (laughs) Everything's casually paranormal, let's be honest. (laughs) Maybe you're just casually sensitive. (laughs) So, forgive me, I have to start this describing my room. It was a small bedroom at the very front of the house. The wallpaper was yellow and white pinstripes with a thick beige carpet. There was a large window at the front of the room. On either end of the window, there were panels that you could crank open to 45 degree angle at max. The left-hand panel was painted shut forever, but the right-hand window could be cracked open. On the right side wall was a large closet that had three sets of folding doors on wheels. The main closet had two folding doors that you could throw open and walk in and choose your clothes. Then, to the right was a third sliding single folding door that led to a built-in closet dresser with three doors and three shelves. It was tricky to open that door because it would bend outward and directly in the way of the door to the room which swung inward so you just have a lot of doors and bad planning got it and windows too like it's probably why you struggle you need some pocket doors love (laughs) after we moved in i noticed a weird phenomena my closet door is constantly open by themselves the door to my room constantly shut itself what do you think it is i know you've read this before i think it is sorry there's an old man that's like you don't know what you think it is <laughs> i think it's just like a little trickster thingy like manifesting like a, a poltergeist like a little a little elf thing yeah it's sassy Great. as shit because when i opened this i saw this little brown elf that looks like a combination of evil dobby uh-huh. <laughs> and like a leprechaun type thing yeah the house itself is old and i feel like all of the people, I feel like there's been at least like three a, families like, that it have calls lived in itself it. a house elf. Yeah, literally. But the house has like had, I think it's had at least three, maybe four families, including this person's. So their energy has manifested this little trickster house elf thingy. And it's hilarious because usually house elves like help people. But I feel like the people that lived there before did not realize it was there in any way, shape, or form at all. So now it's just really just salty thinks funny. and thinks it's funny. Well, yeah. You you know that one metaphysical shop that we go to that there's just fairies all over the place? And oh, I feel with like the, the guy fairies, with the like, eyes. Like, like, eat things. There's so much fae in this fucking building. Makes no sense. That's what they show me, but in regards to a house elf. Yeah. So he's like, you know this book? Yeah. Just for the sake of, like, it's fun for the living people. <laughs> He's like, it's funny. (laughs) Sorry. Moving on. I want to stress, I've never felt unwelcome in the house or my room. Just, I would come home with my door shut, and when opening my door, I would thump into my closet door that led to the dresser because it would be folded open. I was young, somewhere around 10, and having to navigate my thrown open closet to get into my shut room annoyed me. That's why it was funny for the little house elf. Uh Uh-huh. You literally (laughs) got into a bitching match with the house elf. They're like, you were angry. But it was also (laughs) funny because, look, the people that designed your room really did not know what was going on. (laughs) I tolerated it for a few months or so. Then I asked my mom to stop opening my closet and shutting my bedroom door. She informed me that she had thought I had been forgetting to close my closet and would close it every morning. When I asked her if she was closing my door, she stated no. It was open when she saw it last. That was when she started opening my right-hand window. I hated having the window open because of the whistling noise it made through the screen. It never actually cooled down the room due to the shallow angle of the panel opening, and it sucked out any air conditioning, making it absolutely miserable. When I begged my mom to stop opening my window, she said if she did that, then... We have to think about why the doors keep closing. The very brief conversation we had about the paranormal, she made it clear her stance was to ignore it. Don't feed the monkeys. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) 
So coming home from school, I had a new ritual. Open my door carefully, close my closet door, crank my window closed, open my door all the way, go about my business in my room. My grandma and my dad's side was visiting and saw me do this. And of course, she asked me what in the world I was doing. I explained everything and she proposed me a different tactic. Ask out loud for the door to stop closing. She also suggested I did this in private out of everyone else's earshot. I did this. I closed my door, closed my closet door, and asked aloud in my room, will you please stop opening my closet door and stop closing my door? Thank you. Afterward, things changed. Now my door to my room would close on me while it was in my room. (laughs) He's, aha! And both the door to the closet dresser and the other two folding, sliding closet doors would open by themselves while I was in the room. It would be just a slight fold or a full unfold and open. Always after the door shut, after I was in the room, it did not matter if I was alone, with friends, with family members, the door did what they wanted because this little thing doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. It wasn't malicious. It was more like if you asked a sibling not to touch you and they did the whole, I'm not touching you, is this annoying hover hand poke thing. Yeah, that's exactly what this thing is like. Eventually, I had a bad day. I came home, opened the door too wide, and it got stuck on my open closet, squeezed myself into a huff, and as I was angrily cranking my window shut, I heard the soft tink of my door shutting behind me. That was it. I was done. I went to my own dresser by my bed, pulled out my spare shoestrings. I collected things, including shoestrings, opened my door so it's large handle touching my closet door handle, and I tied them together. I triple knotted it with no slack. The door wiggled a little, but could not close, nor could the closet door really open. Satisfied with myself, I went about my business in my room. This lasted for about 30 minutes. The door of my room slammed shut so hard, it brought my closet door off of its track, slapped my folding door across my desk, and scaring me silly. My mom, of course, comes running at the noise, and I'm panicking because my door to my room is blockaded by my closet door, which is still monkey-knotted to it. I didn't get in trouble with my mom once the door finally got open because of how hysterical I was. We put the closet door back on its tracks. She confiscated my shoestrings from me and certainly told me to ignore my doors. That night, I had what I realized- what? Listen, BB, stop getting into a fight with the goddamn house elf. You're not going to win. <laughs> the house elf just thinks it's too funny. You're giving him fuel. Yeah. Because literally, if you would have done that for me and I had the ability to fucking slam those things <laughs> shut, it would just add fuel to the fire that you thought that you couldn't stop my fun. <laughs> that night, I had what I realized was a lucid dream. Part of the reason why I know this is because the room through dark was in perfect focus. I've been legally blind since I was four. And I remember waking up in my dark room and being able to see without my glasses on. Can you see in your dreams without your glasses on? I don't think I actually have glasses on in my dreams. That's what I'm asking. Because that's one of the weird things that people ask is, do you sleep? Like, do you dream with your glasses on? And I would have no idea because I don't have glasses. I do not dream with my glasses. I do not believe so. Because I never have to, like, take them off and, like, <gasps> like Well, you're also them. in a dream. They would also be clean. So then do you see blur- blurredly when you're sleeping? No. Maybe you have glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> the door to my closet door opened, and a woman in white, who was the only kind of out-of-focus crab. Okay. The door to my closet door open and a woman in white crab crawled out of my dresser. So is she a woman or a crab? I think it's like exorcist crab walk, you know, like where they're oh. upside down they're with their legs. Well, that's scary. Their head's like, hazza, hazza, hazza. well, she crawled up my bed and across the room. And when she opened her mouth, the noise that came out sounded like a freight train. I woke up screaming hysterically. Both my parents slammed into my bedroom door, which had closed again, only to get it wedged again, my closet door, which had been fully opened. Message received. I never obstructed the doors again. (laughs) And would just tell my friends, don't worry about it, when my door would shut and the closet door would fold itself open. Is it a weird presence? I don't think it was a human presence. 
It definitely wasn't human. I do think that there was a house elf, like Em said, but I also do think there was a little bit of poltergeisty activity too. Yeah, because of the house elf. Dude. Oh, because of the house elf. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, like you were seeing that weird woman in white crab thing because the little house elf was like, you know, you're scared of me right now. So it will be really easy for me to create what would actually be scary because if you saw me, you you would be angry in a bad <laughs> in a bad way, not in a funny way. So they pulled that scary thing out of your head. That's hilarious. Yeah. So like similar to how spirits talk to live and I, you we can only get information that we know or see. They pull things out of our heads in order to communicate. The little house elf did that to you while you're sleeping, which is why you saw weird woman in white crab lady. A freight train noise is absolutely terrifying because I hate loud things. Yeah, well, it's like Harry Potter when he was the, uh, getting his soul sucked out by the Dementor. You know? Wow. Okay. <laughs> that was from BB. Thank you, BB. We appreciate your story. It, I I did. I laughed while I was reading. I was like, no little shit. Little house elf. I literally the opened that and was strings? like, little brown elf thing. The dude was like, I'm going to five-star this door closed. Watch me. <laughs> he probably also knew that you were going to write in to us so that he could have more fun. <laughs> oh, no. I hope you don't listen anymore. Because he's like putting his hands together, like rubbing them like, oh. That's so funny. All right. This one is from, I think it's Dahlia. And her story is titled The Flowerhead Man. So Dahlia says, my husband and I went hiking in the woods and followed a not so common trail that led us to a beautiful area with an opening with trees and what seemed like a circle. I danced a little, gathered wild garlic, or maybe it was onion, I don't know, in the area and had a beautiful moment. Later that night after falling asleep, I woke up and saw a male figure in my bedroom standing off to the side of my bed near my door just looking at me. I was startled and gasped and then he disappeared. This being was tall, thin, wore a suit, I believe, and had gathered flowers as his head. The next day, I went back to the same area in the woods and left fruit and garlic under a tree as an offering, thinking maybe... Maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Echolalia, you started, I couldn't help it. Thinking maybe it came from the woods and taking stuff from the area wasn't a good, wasn't a good idea. I haven't seen him since. I think that Dahlia is correct. You pissed what? off some sort of, like, fae thing, and they were like, give it back. I don't know. I see a man on my right-hand side, and he does have a flower head. He looks like, okay, remember the monster from, was it the monster? I think they called him the monster from the the wizard show. What is it called? I'm staring. The magicians? Yes, the magicians. He looks like the monster, but instead of having a head of moths, he has a head of flowers. Oh. Yeah, but on my left Do not hand. See him. Oh, really? On my left hand side, I see a fae being who's female that's telling me that they sent him there as a thing to scare her. Because they're like we, the like the way that we could create. He's kind of like an extension of them. Okay, does that make sense? He's like a school fish. What? <laughs> well, a whole bunch of fish come together to make themselves look scary so that you run away. Ah, that's school a good idea. Fish. That's a good way to put it. Sorry, when you say a school of fish, I think of one single fish by himself. And then when you explain it, I think of Finding Nemo when the fish all come together and then make the signs to show Merlin where he needs to go. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's interesting that you think of one fish when a school of fish is many. Yeah, until Uh, you explain it to me and then I get Until I tell you, do you know that a school of fish means many? A Finding Nemo reference. Also, I have a question as a side note since I started talking about Finding Nemo and the Fae are, I don't know, making me not think about things. Also ADHD. So Bradley has his weird recessive thumb, right? Where his one thumb is shorter than the other. We call it his gimp thumb or his lucky fin. Okay. What do you think the possibilities of our child having a gimp thumb is? Low. <laughs> really? How many people do you see that have a gimp thumb? I have cousins who have gimp pinkies. Opposite okay. side of the hand, but same premise. But do both parents have gimp pinkies? No. Only... Don't believe you. I don't think either you know of them do. funny? I used to work for a place that sold gloves. <laughs> and um, my pointer fingers are very curved. However, my mother used to work at the same place. 
So I would go to her office and I'd be like, I need you to model this glove so I can take pictures of it. And I gave it to my boss once and they were like, the model that you have, their finger is so curved. Can you straighten it out? And I was like, I immediately started laughing. I was like, that's my boss finger. <laughs> that's hilarious. Because hers is more curved than mine is. Even my nail curves. My pointer finger has rounded nail. It grows rounded because my entire finger is curved. Only my right first pointer finger is curved. Yeah, it depends on if it's dominant or not. Because I have a, a non-dominant trait of my thumb. I don't have a hitchhiker's thumb straight. But both my parents don't have hitchhiker thumbs. They're both straight because it's recessive. You have a hitchhiker thumb. Don't try to straighten it out. Well, I was trying to see what it was, what the difference between it not being straight and it being straight. Because I have weird double jointed things. Anyways. Because you're autistic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> if the fey beings that be are listening from Which is also Dahlia's true. story, please let my child have a lucky fin. Because I think that would be adorable. Depends on if it's recessive. Lucky Finn. I think it's recessive. (laughs) Do you see my entire existence as a white girl? I am literally everything that is recessive. The only thing, the only dominant Except for your hitchhiker's thumbs. Okay. Don't you have attached lobes too? I have unattached earlobes. Unattached earlobes are dominant. dominant. Yes. There you go. And curly hair is dominant. And you have a hitchhiker's thumb. Do you have a widow's peak? I don't think so. Well, push your hair back. It is pushed back. Oh, it's nice. it's, It's like this. My mom thinks I have a widow's peak. You have a widow's peak. I do not think I do. You do. I got blonde hair, blue eyes, skin so white that people run in fear. Yeah, because your hair goes like this and then comes back out. You have a widow's peak too. Three dominant traits. You make me feel pretty. And I can get get a ride for free. Because because of your hitchhikers? Yeah. I'm glad that you have- it? Yes. I'm glad you have three dominant traits. In my entire body, that's it. <laughs> Anyways. They're going to have a hitchhiker's thumb, and it's not going to be a gimp thumb, because uh, Brad's sister doesn't have a gimp thumb. Why would anyone else have a gimp thumb? That's true. They all got straight hair, though, and that's a recessive thing. You have to be double recessive to have straight hair. But don't both of their parents have, have straight, straight hair. hair? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. I'm excited. I hope he has a lucky fin. I think that would be cute. <laughs> we already think he's going to have red hair, so we'll see what happens. Em thinks he's going to have brown hair. But then we've also talked about the fact that he could be born with lighter colored hair and then it have it be darker, just like Bradley. Yeah, I think he's going to be born blonde and then he's going to be very dark hair. Peapot, are you listening? But I also only see him as a psychic medium at the age of, like, 10. Yeah. So, I don't know. By the age of 10, he's going to have brown hair. (laughs) Your turn. Also, thank you, Dahlia, for sharing your flower-headed man story. I really appreciated it, and I'm sorry he scared you. I need a snack. Peapod's like, excuse me, ma'am, do you know that there is no food inside of this? This this bed and breakfast that I'm sitting in for the last five months? I'm going to get like a three-star review on Yelp for being an insufficient gestation unit. Okay, The Spirits of My House by Madison J. Hi, Em and Liv. My story starts with the time I was around 14 years old, maybe even younger. If there is grammar issues, I blame Grammarly. You should blame Grammarly because you have to pay for the full version. So I agree with that. (laughs) I live in a two-story home and have been here for several years. I can't exactly find the history on it, but Lord knows I've tried. My parents were doing some last-minute Christmas shopping and allowed me to babysit my siblings. The house was empty all except the three of us, that being me, my sister, and my brother. My siblings were fast asleep and I was sleeping in my parents' room as it's where my little brother slept. I had only had the TV on and it was on Disney Channel. Not that that detail is important, but you know, details, details. I was sitting on my phone waiting for everyone to get home so that I could go to bed. As I sat reading, I could hear faint whispers. Dude, my whole life. Foolish little me peeked my head into the hallway. I then heard whatever the disembodied voice was whispering my name. I foolishly called back out to it. It had sounded like it came from my old bedroom. 
I was always convinced that there was a something that resided in that room because when I moved to my current room, there were no more strange occurrences. Time has passed since that incident, and since then, I have also experienced other things, although I seem to have noticed them. Or should I say, hear them? Fast forward. Do, 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 do. Sorry. <laughs> Fast forward to when the Charlie Charlie trend was a popular thing. No do you know what this about. is? No. I have no idea what it is either. Great. I, I thought like, you'd know because you're older and you're 13 years of wisdom. Wait, now you're 14, right? No, I'm 13. Wait, you just had a birthday and you said that you were 14. That wasn't me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> me and my cousin, who was the same age as me, decided to take the pencils and go into my sister's room because I thought it would be funny to scare her. I think that may have invoked something in my house. Again, time passed, and one evening I was spending some time with the same cousin, and we started watching the Paranormal Activity trilogy, which led me to being slightly on edge. I love horror movies, but man, sometimes does it lead to my demise. That very night, I'd seen something run from my kitchen into my bathroom nearby downstairs. I brushed it off thinking it was just me being a scaredy cat because we watched something scary. More months had passed and I was getting ready to see a dentist, but before I could leave, I had to go start some laundry. As I was out into the laundry room to start a load, I looked up towards the ceiling because there was an opening for some odd reason, almost like an attic with no doors, and I saw what to me, it looked like a demonic entity. I ran inside as quick as I could and locked the door afterwards. Behind me, I heard a loud thud at the door. I've tried to talk about this with people only to get dismissed. I want to know your thoughts. I've even had a little in-between incident, but I'm not sure if they're connected. Such as, I've smelled a faint perfume that no one in the house wears. It's almost old lady-ish and powdery. I've woken up with several scratch marks and bruises, and I keep trying to debunk it, but nothing in my bed could make these things. I was wondering if it might be something in my house, or perhaps I personally have an attachment. Okay, go on. Unravel it. I don't think you have an attachment, because Emily's my only attachment, and I don't think you can get an attachment unless you have something like Emily or... Dude, I was thinking about this for a while. Do you remember um, Professor Z and his little goblin? Yeah. Set an attachment. Oh, I think that's something that he created or like attracted to himself. Like an attachment? <sighs> the correct answer is yes. It annoys me though <laughs> it because I just him around. don't like him. Well, I mean, I realize that's why he has an attachment, dude. I just want people to know that attachments are things that you you control. Yeah, on it, like in. I mean, all I control if I'm around you, right? <laughs> I could leave. <laughs> That's very true, but I keep bringing you back with my good looks and charm, which I understand. It's really hard to stay away. Well, I think the things that are so well. Okay, I don't know. I don't know that I paid attention that well, but I feel like there's a lot of things associated to the house, and I feel like you're just overly sensitive. Yes, but it's not just one thing. <laughs> it's a lot of things. It's a lot of little things, but I don't think you have an attachment per se. It's well, just the things that are around you that you're perceptive to. Yeah, you perceive two frequencies. You you perceive the upside down, if you know what that means, with all the weird things that when you get scared about the paranormal stuff, those are the things that start doing stuff. They want me to say, or if you get sad, you also perceive the things that are around you helping you deal with that. But you also have like human spirits that you are perceiving. On the other frequency. Do you agree? Yes. Yeah. As I feel like there's a little boy that was talking to you. I also feel like there was an old lady. That's where you get the weird smells from. Mm -hmm. I feel like she cooks in your house. I don't know if you got any weird smells of like cooking things that weren't being cooked. Makes a lot of sense. We do want to say to you that if you are new to our podcast, or you're just listening. One of the things that we like to talk and teach about, for lack of a better word, is uh, everybody has psychic abilities, whether you believe you're a psychic, a medium, whatever the fuck you want to believe or not believe, everybody has psychic abilities. So you just have to figure out which one are yours. And they usually correlate to how you perceive and think about the physical world. So if you're somebody who's very verbal or super attuned to listening things, you're probably clairaudient, which means you're really good at listening to things Did or you know hearing things. That everyone is claircognizant. Uh, yes. A spirit guide told me that claircognizance is the first thing that happens and the rest of your clairs 
define what that means to you. That makes a lot of sense. Because I've been doing a lot of... Because you have a thought first. Well, with my email readings, though, too, people ask me, like, what are my abilities? Or, like, they want to know about their spirit guides. And their spirit guides, like, your spirit guides communicate with you through your clairs. And I feel like I've been saying claircognizant a lot. And I'm like, am I just a phony... Well, it's because some people can't just have claircognizance, which is why people are like, I have claircognizance because they can just get thoughts without the other stimulus explaining the thought to them. But you have a thought first. And if you don't know what claircognizance, that's clear knowing. So you have a thought and a lot of people, because you're a physical being and you experience the world through your five senses, it then gets explained to you by the five senses. So you may talk about it, see it, smell it, regardless, whatever. But you get a thought first. So everyone has claircognizance. But the difference is there are some people that don't need it explained where other people have to have it explained. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. So... First step is figuring out what your clairs are. Second step is don't panic because <laughs> what you're seeing is always around you or perceiving is always around you. It's just, are you perceptive to it or not? And if you are, you have experiences like, who's the story from? Yeah. I don't know. I've read too many names. Madison. Then you have experiences like Madison. I so. feel like Madison, I don't know if this is real because I don't know why I'm getting this information, but I feel like you have the ability to look into different frequencies of energy which could be different dimensions timelines whatever like you have the ability to change your frequency in order to match what you want to see it's like you're the remote to the tv i'm sorry i was just zoning out for a second because i'm thinking about lunch but also i apparently what i'm saying isn't important enough to live further to listen huh no i'm (laughs) i'm thinking about lunch because i'm hungry and peapot is like hey there's no food in here. What's the what's the deal, lady? But also, I was thinking about, I think I just answered an email reading from a woman named Madison, and they wanted to know about how their spirit guides communicate with them or something, or how they can better tune into stuff. And they have a green or lime green spirit guide that helps them with understanding frequencies, because the frequency in which they can set their consciousness or like body to for lack of a better words will dictate what information they can get and it'll be easier for them to understand stuff that's around them and i don't know if this is the same person so that's why i was staring at you into the abyss thinking about it it might be a different madison but yeah it's like you you're remote you can choose what you want to see i feel like you can also do it while you're sleeping i don't know if you can lose a dream or if it has to happen beforehand but i feel like you literally just got to be like I want to watch channel three right now. <laughs> but that's why when you're scared, you put yourself on that frequency indirectly. You're very good at controlling a frequency and being attuned to it. Whereas a lot of people are like, I have walls around me. <laughs> We're going to stay at one frequency. Like, you know, those people that are quote unquote, not sensitive and they feel nothing. You're um. not one of those people. <laughs> All of your emotions are a different channel. Yeah, I agree. So thanks for sharing your story. You're very perceptive to things in your world. There's no attachments to you. You're just experiencing the metaphysical welcome to it. Just quote unquote sensitive. Sensitive. People, yeah. I'm looking for Apple podcast reviews because I think Danny sent us one that's pretty funny, but I don't remember what it is. Do not start playing podcast that i know i edited last week show me the listeners the reviews okay so danny says daddy jokes which kind of makes me uncomfortable that you call them daddy jokes instead of just dad jokes makes it funnier it makes it a little uncomfortable for me (laughs) anyways she says uh what do you call a deer with no eyes your mom an ostrich an ostrich, no. a zombie ostrich. <laughs> All right, what do you call a deer with no eyes? And she says to say, say with not a, a doe eye. She says, say with a southern accent for a better effect. Your mom, your mom. I can't do it. You ready? Mm-hmm. I'm ready. You know, you're gonna make me laugh, and you're gonna say your mom again. <laughs> no idea. I almost hit the rock button. <laughs> Jesus Christ. For the people that don't think Jesus is present during our podcast, he very much is. Anyways, 
She also says, what do you call a fish with no eyes? And then it's it's a fish, but it's just spelled F-S-H because there's no I. There's no I in team. But there is a me. Did you have other things to say? It was too funny. I mean, I, I thought that we should thank our patrons, but they already know. Our listeners already know. You're going to edit that in somewhere. You want to get pizza for lunch? Yeah. Great. Okay, bye. We forgot something. Hang on. We are your meta kicks. There we go. We got it. Play the outro again. No.